and welcome back to this week's episode of the CMAP study podcast with Future in Finance, which is also me and Maria. I'm Charlotte, this is Maria, the Money Muggle, and if you are completely new here, every week we go through this textbook. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to it, it is the gigantic London Institute of Banking and Finance UK regulation textbook that every week we cover one chapter, one topic, and we try and make it as least beige as possible. Those certainly were words. They were, a Mm -hmm. lot of them. This week we are going to be covering topic 18, and I wanted to say hi because we've actually been away for a while. I'm not even sure which way we're going to post these episodes because we've got a couple of specials plus this topic, and I... Dependent on which way we're going to post them. This might be a hello, this might be a hi again. Welcome back, we're not really sure, but we'll figure that out later. But we've been off for two weeks. The CMAP 1 Masterclass launched. It was a huge success. Woohoo! I have a 100% success rate with my students. Woohoo! So far, three of them have only sat the exam out of eight, but we're sticking with the 100% that have sat Woohoo! it, have passed. Um, and it's now time to start running the CMAP 2 and 3 Masterclasses. And when I say running, I mean building it. So I've already had a bunch of interest. But before I forget, if you are interested in the CMAP 2 and 3 Masterclasses, you can re- register your interest to reserve space. Just go on the website, you'll find the link to do it there because it's going to run exactly the same where it's going to be well cheap for the first course while I get to like crash test it against you guys. And then it goes back to full price, so make sure you head on over to the website. If you haven't seen us before, you can find us on Instagram, Future in Finance, YouTube, Future in Finance, TikTok, Future in Finance UK, because Future in Finance was already taken, uh, or at cmap.com for all of your cmap related stuff. And I feel like that might be all of the nice little introductions done. Have I missed anything, Maria? No, I think that's the highlights. Yeah? Cool. Well, in that case, there's only one thing left to do. Cute intro music. Ah, back in the room. Okay. Maria. Yes. Topic 18 of this textbook is probably the the worst one so far in the sense of how boring is it on a scale of 1 to 10, about 27. Okay. So sit tight for this one. What I have done is I have made extensive notes and as usual I'm going to start off with the objectives and let you know which ones we are going to cover, which ones we aren't going to cover because this is not a comprehensive study guide. You can get those online but not right here because this is totally free and we can't cover everything in like 20 minutes. So for topic 18 it's all about regulating firms and individuals. So we've spoken at length repeatedly about the Financial Conduct Authority Mm -hmm. and the Prudential Regulate, oh my god, Prudential Regulation Authority is coming up in future topics, we're going to do a lot of talking about them. Cool. But this is really an introduction as to what is expected of businesses and the people that work in those businesses from a regulation perspective. Okay. So according to the objectives in the textbook, we're going to talk about regulated activities and investments, we're going to talk about the responsibilities of senior managers and the senior manager and certification regime, which is about as exciting as it sounds. We're going to talk about the fit and proper requirements, and that's all it says, and it says fit and proper. Fit and proper. Um, how the FCA categorises the supervision of firms, which we might get onto, and training and competency requirements, which again we might get onto, but we'll just see how we do it for cool. time. 
So the first thing that we're going to talk about is regulated activities and investments. And to put it as simply as I can think, if there is a financial institution in the UK that deals with your money, it deals with investments, it deals with loans or credit or anything like that, it has to be regulated. It's that simple. Seems reasonable. There's like three pages in the textbook that talk to you all about all the different things that need to be regulated. But as a general rule, everything needs a level of regulation. That's why when you listen to a radio advert, it's like regulated and supervised and regulated by the conduct. Oh my God. Supervised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The T's and C's or the little strap line they put in. Yeah. So the stuff that they have to put in there. But that's the idea with this topic. It's just digging into what is and what isn't regulated okay and there's like a three-page introduction which i've just summarized for you guys so you are welcome the next thing we're going to talk about and this always comes up on mock exam questions in fact i think it's come up on every mock exam paper that i have seen ever in my extensive research wow is the senior managers and certification raise regime which is a really wordy sentence and the one thing that I want everybody at home and you to understand is that the senior managers regime is one thing and the certification regime is another. Right. They name them senior together. Senior managers mm-hmm. and certification regime, that's a mouthful. Yeah, so they are two separate products. Right. So with the senior manager stuff, It basically says, if there is to be a senior manager in a business, so you're talking like CEO level, COO level, head of ops, I guess, would fall in there, any compliance roles, like top level compliance roles, they have to be vetted. You cannot just put Henry, who is straight out of prison for money laundering for the last 10 years, you can't put him straight into a senior management position for a financial firm. So the way that it works... That seems reasonable, to be honest is if you interviewed for, like, a head of whatever job <laughs> with yeah. Barclays Bank, <laughs> if you were to be offered the job, you would also have to be vetted by the FCA, by the Financial Conduct Authority. Okay, yeah. There is a fly in here, and I need to know if that is going to bother the recording, Chris, because it's bothering my recording. I mean, it is now that we've pointed it out. People are going to be on fly watch. For those of you at home, there's a fly in the room and we're trying to deal with it. And when I say we, I mean Chris, the videographer that deals with all of this kind of fun stuff for us as he shoes the fly out. Videographer and professional fly herder. <laughs> this is new business card they're going to read. Um, so the idea is, is that if you're a senior manager in a business, you have to interview for the business. And then you have to interview with the Financial Conduct Authority who do the background checks. So they say... Is this person qualified to do this job, or is it just best mates of the CEO? How in-depth is the... Is it like a criminal records Criminal check records or? check. They also do a financial check. So if somebody is in financial difficulty, generally speaking, they can't take a senior management role for a financial institution, which makes perfect sense. So you're not basically exploitable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That is the whole idea behind the senior management regime is checking that they are qualified, checking that they are not at risk financially, checking that they're not just in it because somebody else has put them in the role and also assigning them roles. So they have to make a responsibilities map for their own role to say what they are liable for. And the whole point of this, it's an accountability thing. So do you remember when we were talking about 
when everything wasn't regulated pre-financial crisis and it was yep. a he said she said well you said we could probably do this if we wanted to yeah there was no accountability so the whole point behind this is it's to do with accountability got it the other thing is the certification regime, which is a really similar concept, except it doesn't relate to senior managers. It relates to everybody else. So the oh. key caveat with this is it is not applicable to ancillary staff. And I'm going to explain what ancillary staff means in a second. But every mock exam paper that I've seen for like the past three years, it's had a question that is like, who is the certification regime related to? And it's like all staff except ancillary staff all staff and senior managers, it gives you a bunch of different options. Cool, okay. So ancillary staff would be somebody like if you were in a bank, they might be a security guard, they might be a cleaner. They're technically employed by the company but they have no dealings with any finances whatsoever. They might be the person on the welcome reception desk, doesn't look at anybody's personal details, they just welcome them with a smiling face, if that is even still a thing. No, not at banks nowadays. Like yes. a little robot with a face Robots, on. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought yeah. too. So with the certification regime, anybody that deals with customers or with customer data that isn't just like general IT roles or security or whatever has to complete the certification regime. And people will see this in the form of training. So if you get a job for a bank, you will have to undergo mandatory training. It's usually online in the form of some sort of e-learning course. It's really boring. You watch the video about thread. Yeah, that's exactly it. So basically for the exam, they are two separate things. One tells you who it's for, mm-hmm. senior management. The other one is for everyone, but... What's it? Oh, sorry. Ancillary. 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 Yeah. Staff. So exactly. that's it. That's the word you need to remember. That's the word you need to look out for. And the whole idea is that everybody has a good level of understanding of how to deal safely with customers' stuff and their money. Yeah. And also, it covers in this topic about training and competency. So the whole idea is is that if you're a financial advisor, you can't give financial advice until you're qualified with the relevant role. Equally, in the same way that if you want to give mortgage advice, you have to have your CMAP qualification. And in the textbook, it talks quite extensively about when can Jenny give mortgage advice to a customer? Is it once she's received the relevant training and is ready to sit her exam? Or is it once she's had relevant training and she has sat the exam? And the answer is always once she is qualified. You cannot give any kind of financial advice until you've got the right qualification. Sat and passed the exam, which is why you're here with us today. Yay! So that is another part of the textbook. Okay. We are firing through these. What else have we got? So the certification regime deals with a bunch of different people in different roles and it just does just say in the textbook so client dealing functions anybody that deals face-to-face with customers significant management functions so people might not deal directly with customers but they might be managers of those people who do so they have to fall under that regime too you've got anyone supervising a certified function so again managers of roles material risk takers now i wanted to highlight this bit specifically we're swayed in the rain (laughs) something like that (laughs) material one thing that we i do want to talk about is with risk in business because there's a couple of questions that's like it's something like what must a business do and it's like not take risks at any time ever everyone has to have an understanding that with any business regardless of the business or its structure there is always risk involved doesn't matter what it is there's always an, an element of risk 
Yep. So we need to understand that when it says risk in business, risk doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. There is always going to be an element of risk. Okay. If you invest your money in a product, there's an element of risk that you're going to lose the money, but it doesn't yep. mean you're not going to get a massive payout at the end. And I think everybody hears the word risk and they go, oh, no, that's bad. Avoid. The answer is clearly not that. But sometimes that does fall into the correct answer. Okay. You got that? Yeah. No. Mostly. Kind of. Okay. Would you like... Risk is not a bad thing in business. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to worry. It is part and parcel of business. It's unnecessary and... What's the word for that? Extra. Extra? Extra risk. (laughs) Additional risk additional yeah so that's exactly it so risk is unavoidable in business but what you what you don't it's want like to do driving it. there is a risk when you drive but you try to mitigate it by wearing a seat belt having a car that's mot'd and insured for all you people that don't have insurance so you mitigate your risk factors as much as possible but there is still an inherent risk in traveling a, a two-ton metal box at 75 miles an hour 70 what's the measure? 70 miles an hour down the motorway. So somebody also, not a great driver, needs to reset their driving test. No financial knowledge and no road safety. Avoid Maria on the roads, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. Do you feel better about the idea of risk in business? Yes. Okay. There is risk. It happens. We just try to... Can we get risk happens (laughs) t-shirts? Risk happens. Is that what you want to wear to the mortgage advisor, baby? Risk happens happens. (laughs) t-shirts. The next thing we're going to move on to is the rules of fitness and propriety. And this has nothing to do with physical fitness before you ask that inevitable question. Yeah. All levels of attractiveness oh. on any particular individual. That's a shame. The rules of fitness and propriety kind of just say a similar thing to the training and competency stuff in that somebody has to act with honesty, integritation. Integritation? I don't think that's a word. Integrity. Integrity. We just braked and had a massive lunch. Yeah, we did, and now we're suffering. Um, And reputation. And then it talks about competencies and capabilities and financial soundness. So it's just another recap of the stuff that they check. So not the guys from Wolf of Wall Street. The guys from Wolf Wolf of Wall Street. We're really struggling. We need to caffeinate. The whole film is just them taking quaaludes and getting <laughs> fucked up in their Ferraris. And also breaking a whole heap of financial regulation or uh, stuff. I've not really seen it that much. I don't remember it. I don't know why. I don't remember a huge amount of it. I feel like we've spoken about this before. We have definitely like like we? Yeah, I feel like we have. Okay, but not those guys. In. Not those guys. So the idea is, is that all of this regulation is in place to make sure that the right people are doing the right jobs. That is in the, the right way. Short of it, in the right way, exactly. Um, and then the last bit I wanted to talk about was what enforcement action can the FCA take? Because not Ooh. a lot of people realise this, but the FCA can stop businesses trading. So, like, they can enforce any kind of rule that they like. They can tell you to take a product off the market. They can tell you to stop trading altogether. They can instigate investigations that lead to prison sentences and fines. Oh, okay, so they're big swinging dicks. Real They're not messing dicks. around. They are not. It's not just going to be a letter and a, can you please be nicer? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, you've lost your job, your home, and here's a prison cell with a bucket in the corner. That's basically exactly how they advertise the training when you work for a mortgage company. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just to be aware of the fact that the FCA can take a bunch of different enforcement actions. Do you need to know them for the exams? Yes, you do. 
and I don't have them to hand because nobody's going to remember me reading off prison sentences in no, fine amounts. No, but double check. Have a post-it note written in the toilet with them. Or even better than a post-it note, go to my Instagram page and find the relevant Instagram post. The modern-day post-it note. You are welcome. I will tag it in the notes for this episode so that you can Perfect. find the fines and the timescales for prison sentences that the FCA can give out, depending on what crime you have committed. And the crimes and commitments of crimes come in like topic 24, so we will we are going to live by around to all this anyway. Yeah, that's a really good one. And it's the penultimate topic of the textbook as well, so... Ooh. Even better. Um, but I feel like we're well short on time today, but that is effectively yeah, the it? basis of topic 18 covered. I don't think we need to dig any deeper into it. No, I think it's it's a fairly heavy topic, isn't it? Just having the base level understanding, because that's what we're about. If you do want a comprehensive study guide, you can go over to cmap.com. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Any kind of listening platform where you would find your podcasts, it's all, all there. there. So please make sure that you like, subscribe, do all that good stuff so that we can keep bringing you this every week. Because once we've finished all 25 to- topics of this textbook, we have... The textbook for CMAP 2 and 3 as well, which Yay! I think is even bigger than this one. So It's not. You can kill a man with that textbook. Yeah, I know. You can kill two men with the other one. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that really is all that we have for you for this week. So if you have any questions, as always, please get in touch. Give me a ring. My mobile number is on the website. Drop me an email. Go into my Instagram. Send me a voice note. Do all that good stuff, because the more questions you ask, the more I can help you guys out, and it's totally free. And I also offer masterclasses, e-learning platforms, anything that you want for help with your CMAP. You name it. I can do it. And if I'm not, then let me know and I will. Go check it out. And hopefully, we will catch you next week. See you next week. Cue outro music.